Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be showing you guys some league-winning running backs. These are the guys that you can find throughout the draft that I think have the biggest chance to take you guys all the way to that big game, the big dance, and let you go ahead and win that whole thing. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship and while you're down there you can also purchase my draft guide the price is very fair it's 750 a month on patreon i think you guys would really enjoy it and it's going to help you guys even further solidify your chances to win that 2020 championship so without further ado let's get right into it league winning running bikes so the first guy up here is my main man kenya drake now i am a miami dolphins fan so i love kenya drake but we never really gave him the opportunity there in Miami. Now, obviously, he's the guy who hit Gronk with the angle. Gronk didn't have the angle. He hit us with the Miami Miracle touchdown. That's what a lot of people know him for, as well as his stretch down last year after he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, right now, Kenny Drake's FFPC ADP is 13.52. FFPC is a high-stakes website. ADP is average draft position, so he's the 13.52 pick, so that make him a second-round pick on FFPC. Kenyon Drake is six foot one, two hundred and ten pounds, out of Alabama a couple of years ago. His forty yard dash is a four point four five, so a really fast guy, ninety first percentile forty yard dash, an eighty fifth percentile speed score, fifty eighth percentile burst score, sixty sixth percentile agility score, and a first percentile bench press. But that does not really mean too much to me. So looking at his stats from last year, this is obviously from the Miami Dolphins for half the season. The other half of the season is with the Arizona Cardinals right now on Fantasy Pros, which kind of puts a couple of places together. He is ADP, average draft position, running back number 10 off the board, overall pick 13, and a second round pick. So last year he finished as the running back number 17 in 2019, playing 14 games. He had 15.2 PPR points per game, which ranked 13th at the running back position. So when he was healthy, when he was playing, he was looking very good. 170 carries, which is 12.1 touches per game for the rushing carries. Obviously, 25th at running back. 817 rushing yards, 58.4 per game, 21st at running back. All of these numbers were really, really highly elevated by his campaign once he got to the Arizona Cardinals. 68 total targets, one off of being very nice. 4.9 per game, 12th at running back. 50 receptions, 3.6 per game. 12th at running back, 345 receiving yards, 24.6 per game, 17th at running back. He had 25 red zone touches, 32 at running back, and his total tutties were 18, 12th at running back. Like I said, those numbers were really heavily elevated by his work in Arizona. So we're actually going to look at his splits from Arizona versus Miami. So in split, the first six games this season, he was a Miami Dolphins. And on the right side, the out of split is the eight games he played with Arizona. So with in Arizona, he averaged 18.18 half PPR points per game and 19.93 PPR points per game in Arizona versus he pretty much doubled his numbers by even doubled plus even more in each category versus what he had in Miami. Now, the reason for this was really just the significant boost in rushing attempts. He went from 8 to 15.38 points per game. That resulted in a lot of rushing yards. With 80.38 per game, if you put that out to be a 16-game season, Kenyon Drake last season would have been a 1,286-yard rusher, and his receiving targets and receiving yards were also still very high. He was getting a lot of opportunity there in Arizona to really touch the rock, which gave him a significant boost in, obviously, the points. The biggest boost, obviously, like I said, was actually the amount of touches 
he was getting he was getting a similar amount of receptions and targets on each team, but the rushing work was obviously much better. So obviously there is some concern. Some people say, oh, there are guys behind Kenyon Drake who can do it. We saw David Johnson be kind of okay on that team, and then they got rid of David Johnson. Obviously, they sent David Johnson to Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. So might, some people might also have that concern. They might say, oh, Nick, they're going to pass the ball even more. But just so you know, I don't think it's really going to matter. They are a pass-heavy team. And even being a pass-heavy team, Kenyon Drake was still able to eat. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury's system, the head coach of the of Kenyon Drake's team, the Arizona Cardinals, is called the Air raid system, but they were passing the ball through the ground, I guess, last year because Kenyon Drake was pounding the rock every single game, and I'm not too worried about the guys around him. Looking at the guys around him, they have Chase Edmonds, the handcuff. This is the guy's handcuff. If you want to draft a handcuff, it's Chase Edmonds, but he's just a handcuff to me. He does not seem to be someone who could take away the opportunity from Kenyon Drake in the rushing and passing game. Eno Benjamin, a seventh-round fucking pick, and then DJ Foster, who the fuck is that guy? Genuine question. You probably don't know who he is. I have no idea who he is. So I'm not concerned about any of those guys. I think we see Kenyon Drake have a momentous season. I think he may move up in a lot of people's rankings inside of the top 12 after they really look into the fact that he's going to be super efficient this year in Arizona, especially a team that looks to be better on offense and their defense is equally just not too hot. Next league winning running back to talk about here is John God Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, rookie running back out of Wisconsin. FFPC ADP 37.76. Jonathan Taylor, JT, 5 foot 10, 226 pound, a second round pick for the Indianapolis Colts. But Jonathan Taylor was looked at to be one of those guys that was a first round talent, but just no running backs went in the first round besides CEH, obviously, to the Kansas City Chiefs. His workout metrics are beautiful. 4.39 speed, 98th percentile, 40-yard dash. This guy is fast as fuck. 99th percentile speed score, 71st percentile burst score, 66th percentile agility score, 27th percentile bench press. This guy in college was a certified workhorse in Wisconsin. ADP right now going as running back number 21 off the board, overall pick number 48, and as a fourth round pick, one pick off of being a fifth round pick. In Wisconsin last season, he played 14 games, had 322 rushing attempts for 2,000 and three rushing yards, 6.3 per carry for those rushing yards, 26 receptions on 36 targets, 252 receiving yards, 26 total touchdowns, and a 10.30% target share in that Wisconsin offense. This guy's a baller. He's been a workhorse for years, and this Indianapolis Colts landing spot, while it's not the most juicy one, could prove to be juicy. Obviously, in the backfield, they have a bunch, they have a smorgasbord of guys. They've got Marlon Mack, who was the leading rusher last year. This guy's Easily a 1,000-yard rusher, but I think Jonathan Taylor takes a lot of that rushing opportunity from him. They have Naheem Hines, a pass catcher, and a bunch of other pass catchers behind him. So Jonathan Taylor will be the lead fucking back on on this team. I just believe he will be. Marlon Mack, just a couple weeks in, will be demoted. He will be taken from that primo guy, the guy that you actually is pretty talented of a player, but Jonathan Taylor is that upper Echelon. This guy is top tier. Jonathan Taylor will tear it up in 2020. Looking at some rookie running back hit rates for 2020. Obviously, these aren't necessarily for the 2020 season because this compiles stuff for PPR from 2010 to 2019. So Jonathan Taylor was a second round pick. So you can go from that or you can base it off of the first round pick since technically he probably should have been a first round pick, but I'll read for both. 
for a second round pick, which is what Jonathan Taylor actually was, the top, the chance he becomes a top 12 running back is 7%, top 24, 22%, top 36, 33%, and a 48% chance that he will be a top 48 running back. So for the first round pick, if you just happen to win the first round, 44% chance he was a top 12 running back, 56% chance he's a top 24 running back, 69 chance top 36. Very nice, and a 81% chance he finishes as a top 48 back. But numbers are for fucking nerds. A lot of stats are for fucking nerds, okay, guys? Just understand that. Obviously, that's a joke. These stats are obviously true, but you got to think about it this way. The guy is going to get the opportunity. He is going to be in some type of a system at the beginning of the year where it's probably a 50-50 split, and all he has to do is show that he's better than Marlon Mack, who's just an average running back. Maybe slightly above average. That's all he has to do, and he could be a league winner for you. It's not going to be week one for Jonathan Taylor where he blows out the gates, scores a million fantasy points. I think it might take three or four weeks. But after that, this guy you are going to hitch the fucking wagon to like you're on the Oregon Trail and ride that bitch home and hopefully not die of dysentery or something. So Jonathan Taylor is a running back league winner. For me, if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that fucking subscribe button. So next guy up here is James Conner. Now I know the comment section is going to call me crazy, but I'm starting to really believe in James Conner again. I'm starting to hop back on the wagon. This guy's value is very good. FFPC ADP 33.85, but that's not really where I'm seeing Jonathan, or not Jonathan Taylor go, James Conner go. Pittsburgh Steelers, six foot one, two 233 pounds. His workout metrics are absolutely terrible, but he plays far better than that. 31st percent. 40-yard dash, 63rd percentile speed score, 6th percentile burst score, 18th percentile agility score, but he's wicked swole, 51st percentile bench press. If you guys saw that picture of James Conner's back, you would think he was Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's that fucking big. The guy's absolutely swole as fuck. So looking at his ADP, running back 22 off the board, a fourth round pick, and overall pick number 40. So he's not a guy you're paying the high price that you've been paying for King James Conner last year. Obviously, he disappointed because he only played in 10 games, running back number 35 in 2019 in 10 games, like I said, but a 14.6 PPR points per game, 16th at running back. So when he's healthy, he does play relatively well. He exceeds a lot of people's expectations. I think he will this year as long as the guy can stay healthy, but obviously that's the biggest concern with Connor. It's not his skill. It is his health. 116 carries last season, 11.1 per game, 28th at running back, 464 rushing yards, 46.4 per game, 40th at running back, 39 targets, 3.9 per game, 36th at running back, 34 receptions, 3.4 per game, 31st at running back, 251 receiving yards, 25.1 per game, 32nd at running back, red zone touches, 19, 1.9 per game, 45th at running back, but his total touchdowns somehow were 7, 17th at running back. So obviously those stats aren't going to jump off the screen at you like you're wearing some fucking 3D glasses and tell you, hey, I want you to draft James Conner. That's not what it's going to tell you, but I'm going to point at you like my name's Uncle Sam and tell you why I believe in James Conner. For starters, it starts right here. Steelers running back room. They got Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell. Sure, those guys are good and all, but they're good as backups. They're not going to be the alpha running back. They're not going to steal anything from James Conner. And then you know what they do? People are saying, oh, the Steelers might trade up into the second round. They might go into the first round. They might draft Jonathan Taylor. They might draft a guy like DeAndre Swift. They might draft J.K. Dobbins. You know what they do? They draft Booger McFarlane Jr. in the fourth fucking round. You know what that tells me? It tells me that the Pittsburgh Steelers believe in James Conner. So I am very much going to believe myself. If Big Ben can stay healthy, this offense is going to be humming up and down the field. We've seen Big Ben win healthy, be an elite talent at the quarterback position. 
the Steelers still have a great offensive line. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are known for. That's why you'd see guys like Le'Veon Bell a couple years ago stand behind the line, do the stutter step action, just stand there in slow motion, you know, do a bit of a jog behind the line for five seconds. Obviously not actually five seconds, then run straight through a hole. James Conner is going to be able to do this. James Conner is a very talented running back. If he can stay healthy, if Big Ben stays healthy, this guy could clearly be on your championship roster. He will be on a lot of them this year because I believe James Conner is going to be even more undervalued come draft season. No one wants to buy in on James Conner because James Conner raw-dogged them last year. He didn't use an ounce of lube, and he fucked you hard. That's what he did last year. But this year, he's going to do the reverse. He's going to be fucking the other team that you are playing hard because he is going to help you win that championship. As long as the guy can stay healthy, he will be great this season. So the final running back here I want to talk about is... Chris Carson, FFPC ADP 40.48. Chris Carson, obviously a Seattle Seahawk, seven foot tall, 218 pounds, seventh round pick, but the guy's an absolute god. 4.58 40-yard dash, 53rd percentile, 61st percentile speed score, 87th percentile burst score, 14th percentile agility score, and just like James Conner, Chris Carson's wicked swole, 74th percentile bench press. So Chris Carson's ADP right now, running back number 19, going above Mr. James Conner. So, running back number 19, overall pick 35, round numero 3. Running back number 12, last season in 15 games. Now, there are going to be people in the comments who are right now going to tell me that if he fumbles the ball, he'll get benched. They have guys behind Chris Carson, he's going to get benched. This, that, and the other thing. It didn't fucking matter last year. The guy has fumbleitis, and I completely agree with that statement. The guy has butterfingers, he can't hold on to the ball, but it doesn't matter because Pete Carroll's going to chew his gum chewing his fucking gum, and put the guy back into the game. He doesn't give a damn. He wants to have a workhorse back. I really believe it, and I think that workhorse back is going to be, yet again, Chris Carson. 15.5 PPR points per game, 12th at running back, 278 carries, 18.5 per game, 5th at running back, 1,231 rushing yards, 82.1 per game, 5th at running back. This guy is an elite, talented rusher in the NFL. 46 targets, 3.1 per game, 25th at running back, 37 receptions, 2.5 per game, 22nd at running back, 267 receiving yards, 17.8 per game, 29th at running back, red zone touches 43, 2.9 per game, 13th at running back, and his total touchdowns were 9, 10th at running back. So you can clearly tell that this guy's not much of a pass catching back, but hey, 50 targets is pretty good. So if he can get around that same bounded number this year, I see no reason why Chris Carson going as running back number 19 can't really exceed those expectations and become the head honcho on the team. Now, I understand they brought in Chris, or not Chris Carson. Chris Carson's obviously already there. They bring in Carlos Hyde in the offseason. He was in a 1,000-yard rusher last year, but I don't think he really tries. He's just not going to have the chance to smoke out Chris Carson and him with the 1-2 Mayweather. I think Chris Carson is clearly the number one back there, and especially with a limited type of offseason, I don't think Carlos Hyde is really going to be calling for those touches early. That's kind of why I think Jonathan Taylor, it might take him a couple of weeks to get it going. Rashad Penny is likely beginning the season on the PUP, the pup list, physically unable to participate, just like me in the bedroom when I have erectile dysfunction. I don't actually have that. I just thought that would be a funny joke. Draft DJ Dallas in the fourth round of the 2020 NFL Draft. DJ Dallas 
does not concern me. Anyone with the name Dallas doesn't concern me because that name screams 8-8. Eight and eight. Shout out to you Dallas Cowboys fans. So I'm not really concerned about Chris Carson. I think the guy is going to step into the season as the workhorse back. He's going to be the workhorse back. And as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be smoking people all season long. And just like last year, people were sleeping on him. They're sleeping on him again. He's going to come back to back Michael Jordan 97-697 as potentially a top 15 back yet again, maybe even top 12 if all the things goes his way and lead you to that fantasy football championship. So if you guys ended up enjoying this video, let me know down below if you enjoyed. Click that fucking subscribe button and tell me who your guys running back league winners are for 2020. I love you all. Please click that subscribe button. Please check out my draft guide guide link down below. I love you all. Have a great rest of your day, guys day and I'll see you motherfuckers tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. I really appreciate the love that you guys have been showing me recently. It does mean a lot. I love you all. See you guys tomorrow. Goodbye.